0: Welcome in to three the Hardaway, aka the three man Jalen Weave, aka the best big three since LeBron, D. Wade, and Boss. Top ten power forwards today, gentlemen. Uh, if you don't know who I am, well, first of all, I'll start here. If you are watching this video, stop right here, go down there, and press the like button. If you are not subscribed, subscribe on YouTube, and if you are on a podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you can looking at a podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star review we would greatly appreciate it follow us on twitter at three the hardaway pod and let's get into it if you don't know who i am i am the walking bucket instant offense savage up here we got my guy the coach on the sidelines taking him to school on and off the court and when i say it's really shitty it's really shitty shitty what up though hey
1: what's happening hey question though for you and this means nothing to do with the show but like who thought about making people pay for insurance next
0: slide (laughs) that's the government for you the government (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) That's the government for you dog up here we got my my guy your favorite dj's favorite dj the sample man himself Tev shakir Two, what up what it do what it do what it do Insurance is a scam, by the way. (laughs) Insurance definitely is a scam, but in America, we got to pay it. We got to pay it until the foreseeable future. Um, So like I said, y'all, top 10 power for us today. But before we get into that, uh, first, I want to give a shout out to the Las Vegas Aces, my Las Vegas Aces. They are the WNBA 2022 champions. They beat the Connecticut Sun in four games. Uh, Asia Wilson went off. Uh, Chelsea Gray, the MVP of of the finals, she went off. Uh, just an overall uh, a good WNBA playoffs, man, and and they, and they they said that views were up throughout the entire season, and I imagine that the playoffs had some high viewership as well too. Just overall good basketball. Let's let's keep the WNBA uh, growing. I don't know if y'all had any comments about about the series, but if y'all want to,
1: go ahead. Yeah, I'll just jump in really quickly. Um, it's crazy how the Greg Popovich tree continues to spread itself. Um, it's not just for the NBA, it's for the WNBA as well. So shout out to Becky Hammond. I think she was coach of the year, yep. first year coach, taking the aces all the way and winning a championship is something to be said. Um, yes, yeah, she's a rookie head coach, but I feel like you spend a year with Papa is like you spending three to four years on somebody else. Um, so kudos to her and kudos uh, to the NBA for allowing that. I don't want to say allowing that to happen, but seeing the greatness of what Papa Vision and other coaches can do for giving that leverage to Becky Hammond and others um, to get into the field that they would like to go into. So kudos to everyone on that one, but big shout out to Becky for that win.
2: Definitely, I think like, even though this is Becky's first year coaching, like she's been around the game, like even off the court, damn near 10 years at this point on the court, she was <laughs> that, that chick when she was on the court. Um, so her success as a coach isn't really a surprise, but just a uh, huge uh, congratulations, huge shout out to, uh, to them. Um, they, you know, our, our, our fellow podcast and, but brothers know them as the warriors of the WNBA. So, I mean, that's neither, that's neither here or there, you know, they gotta, they gotta get their two-peak going first. So, but, uh, just a huge shout out to the city of uh, Vegas as well. Um, because if you think about professional sports in Vegas, that's a spot that a lot of people didn't think would have success when really Vegas is one of the more starving cities in America. And not only did we have the announcement for the Vegas president to be announced as a woman, now we got the WNBA coming in and, and, and winning the championship, their first championship uh, of professional sports of Vegas. I think it's a good look for the city of Vegas as well, especially with them, you know, trying to bring it forth for NBA team as well. I think it's a great look for Vegas. So shout out to
1: them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, NBA team is on the way. And I know LeBron, he he wants to put his hand in it and I can definitely see, I mean, Vegas is is the the epicenter of, of gambling and sports betting is as big as it possibly has been. So it only makes sense for at some point, gonna have a team in uh what's the, uh,
2: what's the rule on, um, cause I think it's a rule on players being able to own and uh, play at the same time. Is there a rule on that?
0: I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, I, feel, I feel, like, I feel it. like it wasn't at
2: first, but I, I I look it up. I should definitely look it up, but I feel like they just made that a rule. I'm just
0: curious. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that will be, that'd be, an interesting conflict of interest. (laughs) I I don't, I don't know. Uh, but, but speaking of owners, (laughs) we can get right into, uh, the Phoenix Suns owner, uh, Robert Sarver, who he got a lot going on. So I, it's, I sent y'all like an article that was like very long, but it was very detailed of just each of the things that has happened since he picked up the team, I think in like early two thousands, there's a lot going on with him, but I'll try to compile it to make it shorter. This came from the ESPN article, and it just basically states, like, what's going on? Uh, Sun's majority owner, Robert Sarver, is facing increasing pressure to leave the NBA franchise following a league investigation that found many instances of inappropriate workplace behavior, including the use of racial slurs and demeaning and harsh treatment of employees, <coughs> Excuse me, including uh, women and minority uh, workers. After publishing the findings on Tuesday, the NBA suspended Sarver from all activity related to the franchise for one year and fined him $10 million, the maximum allowable by the league's bylaws. Some are saying don't go far enough. So it appears that Sarver is not going to lose his team because they only suspended him for one year. And I don't know if those who are listening, y'all know about the NBA owners uh, pockets, 10 million ain't shit. (laughs) That's like, that's like $20 for us. You know what I'm saying? So, um the floor is open, gentlemen. What's your thoughts on on just this suspension, the, the owner, and just what's going to happen going forth with not only Sarver but
1: other NBA owners? Uh you guys. Okay. Um there's one line in the article that's enough to kind of make you sick, so to speak. Um, and I'm gonna talk about that and then some more. But um the one line in this article is that another son's executive said it would not surprise me if robert Sarver was using this type of language and or um using offensive language and you just using the racial slurs that right there i can argue not argue i can say right now without a child doubt, from the three gentlemen that are sitting on this podcast if you go into my workplace or ask other employees that work around me and i do not work with an all african-american cast if they were to If I were to be asked about if I said anything racially offensive or something against women, they will tell you I have never said anything to that point or would they believe that I have said something to that extent. The fact that that is even something to be discussed or even that you are bringing it up as an owner or just as a person in general is absolutely disgusting. And the one thing I do want to say about this is this shows that America cares not about white. Not about black, not about a mixed color. It, the main color in America is green. Starting with insurance. Insurance, it got shit to do with nothing about right now, but America wants to collect the almighty dollar. Also leads to punishments. The more money you have, the less the punishment is. As severe as, as a case as this is and what it has done, um, And even though we'll, know, I feel like it's trying to be covered up, because again, money um i cannot say that one year is, is going to suffice um because i'll say personally if first of all if anyone calls me n word um, you might not see a year um, per se um, that's for my wife my family or my kids uh, on top of that if you said something disrespectful to my wife again or my daughter oh my daughter you might not see the next year so it hits a little bit differently. But again, I think green, the almighty dollar, so to speak, um, plays a huge factor in the consequence that people are suffering too. Uh, before I pass through, you know, you were one of those guys that talked about the Deshaun Watson case and how the pressure's on Deshaun Watson, but there's no consequences for the Texans. We have yet to see anything happen to Texans. And again, this is a, a NBA podcast, right? But again, the overall extent that I'm trying to say is, again, green, the almighty dollar pass
2: them down to the big fella. And hey, great. And you brought up your daughter, you know, shout out to her happy belated birthday to her as well. Um, we talked about this a little bit on let's be real and what you know, step one is, you know, a lot of people don't feel like the punishment was enough, which I agree with 100%, but also the NBA, but there are certain protocols in which things were to happen and things are in play. So they did find him the max amount. I don't think they, you know, took uh, suspended him the max amount yet, but I think what we're going to see and what we're seeing is essentially Robert Sar- Saric being forced to sell the team. Um, of course, this isn't a, a thing that can happen immediately. Uh, we saw this with Donald Sterling. Of course, it took time. I I say within the next year or so, we should have new owners for the uh, for the Suns. But when you talk about Robert server, you talk about an owner who partners even consider him a racist comeback, essentially. You know what I'm saying? And I'm you know, I'm saying my words, but you can find quotes of them saying probably even worse words. You got, you know, you got credit, you got an owner who's credited for saying nigga a lot in numerous games, on numerous occasions within the locker rooms, outside the locker room. You got him on, you know, sending out pictures of his wife in bikinis and stuff like that, showing it to your coworkers like, you know, call disrespecting women, of course, like you got people out here who I've talked to, who is like, he's one of the cheapest owners as well. You got a team that was in the championship two, three years ago, and you go into the arena and it's one of the most boring arenas you can possibly ever go to. Granted, I've never gone to a game, but this is what people are saying that have been here 20 years, you know, and seen the solving error. Pretty much they want him gone, the people he worked with want him gone. Essentially, you can read it up, the NBA owners want him gone. So I think this will be a process of getting getting uh, Robert Sauber out of here because we don't have any kind of, 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 we. they don't need to deal with this kind of BS anymore. And you dealing with Sauber who's looking in the mirror it's like, what did I do wrong? I think that's the key issue. He feel like he hasn't done a damn thing wrong. <laughs> if you look up his states, oh, I, I didn't do that. Oh, I said, oh, he did this, but he, I, I gotta do,
0: it is it, BS, you know Bro, what I'm saying? Two, I th- as I was reading that article, it was like <laughs> four or five times that literally happened with Earl Watson, with uh, with with some, other I didn't do person. that. I didn't call him. A I was nigga. like, dude, that's a it's a recurring pattern right here. Did you not see that? It was just crazy. It's reoccurring, and mm-hmm.
2: it's reoccurring. It something like I said. Pretty much everybody is fed up with. So, like I said, you got a team who went to the championship. It's time for a new ownership. And it's funny. Uh, we like we brought up off. Of Let's be real too. It's like everywhere Chris Paul goes to, there seems to be some kind of attachment to the owner of screwing up. And I think, like I said, it's time to get those people out of here.
0: Yeah, man. Like Sarver is—he's—he has a uh, white man syndrome where it's just like you can't do any wrong. You're always right. Got to be in power. Got to have you know misogynistic tendencies towards women. This is this is this is all bad. And one thing that for me has stood out um, as far as like how does the NBA like govern this? Uh, so in the workplace, you get like Title IX, and and basically basically what that means is that everyone is treated fairly and with respect. That's just the bare minimum of what Title IX means. And I'm like, does Title IX even apply to the owners? How does it apply to the owners of the team? Because they're not technically employees. And so in that case, you literally are an owner and you can do whatever the hell you want to do. And so I'm just confused as to how how the NBA can do that. I, I don't know the legal process as far as like the owners when they meet and discuss these things, but there has to be some kind of bylaws in place For owners under the NBA, like governing body. Um, because otherwise they can continue to do this, and there's no telling what other owners have racist tendencies, sexist tendencies, whatever. The owners have to figure out a way to police themselves and at least say, Hey, if we make multiple situations of racist, you know, vernacular or sexist vernacular where you get women who literally quit. There were droves of women who quit the phoenix Suns because because the software made them uncomfortable like we got to get him out of there like he has to get out of there and so the one-year suspension I, I agree too i feel like it's gonna be something that's gonna be even harsher down the road as far as him selling the team which still gives him money so he's not really being punished he's getting more money because you're gonna sell the team for five billion dollars probably you know what i'm saying so um i just i don't understand it i mean and i mean uh, PayPal pulling out, that's momentum towards right. the selling of the team because nobody's right. going to want to put their money towards the Suns. It's not going to happen. Like, unless you are a dirty business, you're not putting your money towards the Phoenix Suns right now. If I'm a black player, and I'll leave it at this, if I'm a black player or a, a woman in that organization, I, I am not working. You got to trade me. Like, I'm sorry. You got to trade me. I'm not working under Robert Sarver because that, no. I, if I'm Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, who just got paid, I'm like, nope. Unless unless he's 17, I'm not playing. Y'all can y'all can trade me or or do whatever. You can find me, but that's where I draw the line. I'm like, nah, I'm not I'm not doing it. And I, I'm not saying that other owners are not racist. I, I would hope that they're not. But you have several examples of you being racist and sexist, misogynistic, all of that stuff. I'm not doing it. I'm I'm just not doing it. I'm I'm done. So <laughs> yeah, we clean our hands over there. So. So, yeah, we're we gonna we gonna continue to follow this story as the uh season progresses. He may just disappear for this one year, uh, but something gonna have to give one way or another in Phoenix. Uh so too, I'm sure you're gonna see most of that down there in Phoenix. Thank God in Memphis we got a good owner. <laughs> Thank God we got a, a halfway decent owner who stay out of folks' business, let the coaches coach, let the players play, and just do his thing to spend money. That's all he gotta do. All right, uh, so with that being said, let's get into the top. Ten power forts um as I was going through my list, I was like there is a huge separation from the top to the bottom like the, your, your top three four-ish I would say maybe huge separation <laughs> you got like all stars and then like role players like literally' it's, it's a big separation, so I'm curious to see um see what y'all get, so who wants to go first I'll take it all right too go ahead. Do your, uh, do, do your honorable mention first.
2: Of course, honorable mention. Uh, and, and
0: we'll go around for honorable mention. Okay. Uh, So I got,
2: honestly, it's kind of crazy. I, I got three of them. Um, One of them, Aaron Gordon, uh, somebody averaging 15 points a game right now, but has been honestly disappointing to me when he got picked up by the Nuggets. I thought the Nuggets would be better. Um, I thought he could be better defensively uh, next to Jokic, which we haven't seen that. So... Um, hopefully, if he can you know, get better defensively and do things outside of score to make the team better, they could see the playoffs. But again, I don't have the Nuggets going to the playoffs. So I uh, wanted to mention him. I uh, wanted to mention Brandon Clark. Um, we talk about power force as far as efficiency, efficiency rating, OPR. He's second among power forwards. So even though he's not in the top 10, he's a Grizz and you definitely got to uh, give him a shout out. And last but not least, uh, kind of just switched it, kind of right before the show, which is funny. Um, John Collins, uh, his numbers kind of uh, kind of lowered just a little bit. Um, but, of course, you know, missed the consistency, never never shot below 52% for Phil out, out of his whole career. Um, just would like to acknowledge him for sure.
0: Real quick, too, gun in to your head. Do the Grizzlies trade uh, Brandon Clark? You said should? I said do they. Just no. ask him. No. Okay.
2: Because if, if Steven Adams, if you aren't able to use him in the playoffs like last year, Brandon Clark could be starring for us, essentially.
1: Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Took, we agree. Um, in regards to Aaron Gordon, uh, I'm turn this up just to make sure I'm heard nice and loud. Um, Aaron Gordon is, I too, to your point, too, was disappointed in what happened once he got traded. Um, I felt like and this goes into my rating as well, I felt like there's a higher ceiling that he can achieve uh, with Joker. And Joker's not a player that's always going to play back to the rim type of basketball and back you down. And so I felt there were more opportunities for Aaron Gordon and I don't think he quite sees them. But I also think there's a team that is was looking to redefine themselves again with all the injuries they've had. Um, but I look forward to Aaron Gordon doing better this upcoming season. Um, Savage, you opened up and told us like, It's about two, it's like three, maybe four tops. And then the rest is about mid to CBD. Um, We're in the CBD category right now, ladies and gentlemen, um, with this. And I'll leave Aaron Gordon right there. Um, But I will discuss power forwards when it's time for me to talk about my top 10 because there's something special that I do want to talk about. Uh, But my other power forward that I think will have an honorable mention um, is not a player that's going to light up your stat sheet, um, but it's definitely an integral part in a championship type of running. That's P.J. Tucker. Um, P.J. Tucker defended James Harden 85% of the playoffs. Um, and P.J. Tucker has been known to be a great defensive stopper. Look what the Bucks did um, with getting P.J. Tucker. and Look why the Heat got P.J. Tucker. Look why the 76ers got P.J. Tucker. Now to keep James Harden away from having to go against P.J. Tucker in the playoffs, right? Um, so it's been kind of PJ Tucker has always been that type of guy. And again, he's not going to light you up. He's not going to give you 12 the, the 40 points. Um, he's going to grab that rebound when it needs. It's going to be the assist. But when it comes to defense, the, his ability to lock up between two to four, is pretty amazing. And, and again, if we're just a few seasons removed that the Rockets had him at center, which I still can't believe happened. Uh, but also, something i be going into uh, what I talk about my top 10 list.
2: On a scale of one to 10, how much
1: do you think the Heat are going to miss him? Uh, Miss P.J. Tucker, Mm. uh, I I think that we're going to miss him heavily. Um, So I'll give you about a seven uh, right now. It's not just what he did on the floor because in his last few games he was hurt. His off-the-court ability to blend with Jimmy and the rest of the players, um, I watched that for a whole year. It was great. Um, P.J. Tucker is a guy that you can plug into any system and it's going to work, but he's going to lock down, and we are missing that part this upcoming season so far.
0: Man, Miami said we got Udonis them. We don't need PJ Tucker. That's what happened. (laughs) There's
1: only room for one of us, us, buddy. (laughs) Hey, bro. And I saw the the team photo. The team photo has the audacity that Udonis has him front and center. Front and center, baby. What you mean? This is team.
2: That is
1: a big. fucking polo on him, man. I
2: got
1: one. Come on, I'm Talk about Wade I'm County. Uh oh, you
0: right. No, nah, Udonis
2: County. has Haslam <laughs> City. Oh yeah. my god, and I, uh,
0: I'm sick of it. <laughs> okay, um, I only got one armor mission. Um, actually, Aaron Gore is nowhere near my top 10. Not even, I don't know, no. no. <laughs> respect to him but no uh my mentioned I actually I actually got Marvin Bagley. Uh, he's he's out of a toxic environment in Sacramento he's with Detroit he's happier um young team not that they'll, they'll be great this year but I feel like he has an opportunity to pl- actually play uh his his points per game you know went up obviously <coughs> excuse me <coughs> recovering for sickness y'all <laughs> points per game went up um when he ch- got traded from Sacramento to Detroit Uh, I want to see some high-low action with him and Durant. I want to see how that operates. Uh, Bagley can put the ball in the the hole. It's just a matter of, like, he needs opportunity to do that. And uh, I think he will have that chance in Detroit. So uh, give me Marvin Bagley to have a a sneaky, honorable mention type of year uh, at the power forward position. Uh, So let's get into the the bottom half of the top ten. All
2: right, so I actually wanted to put him in my top ten. So shout-out to you for mentioning Marvin Bagley. Great player underrated player as well. Um, So number 10, this player got top five, easy powerful potential, but because he don't play and we still kind of don't know what he is and Savage love to say that his numbers don't transition to wins. They got a better team this year. So we're gonna start my number 10 off with actually Zion Williamson. Um, I couldn't put him in the top five because like I said, we don't, I don't know how many games he gonna play. But overall, the Pelicans will be a better team, as I've said on this podcast. So I got to at least acknowledge, you know, 20, 26, 27, and seven rebounds. Like, that's amazing. And they should have a better team. So that could transition, actually, into an MVP season for Zion. I don't want to say that right now. But if Zion can play 60, 70 games, watch out for him because you know how much the media love him. Um, Number nine. Number nine, I got Tobias Harris, 17, seven boards a game. Uh, his numbers dropped as well, but uh, consistency is key. And what I what I expect to see from Tobias Harris, which is funny, cause I'm watching it like the Lakers uh, documentary on Hulu. If y'all not watching it, make sure y'all watch that. Um, if Tobias Harris can be like a Robert or for this team, this team can go really, really far. If he can be that third, maybe fourth option just to continuously hit the open shot, they'll go far but he's just like Harden. Like in the playoffs, his numbers go, it, he's nowhere to be found. But we're talking regular season, he's top 10 for sure regular season, but playoffs, he can be the, 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 the reason they make it to the next round or not, essentially. Uh, number eight, of course, uh, one of Savage's play favorite players, the lefty connection, Julius Randle. Um, he was fifth among power forwards in scoring uh, with 20 points a game, 10 rebounds, uh, 10 rebounds a game. Uh, the Knicks won't make the playoffs, so I, of course, I can't have them in the top five for sure. Uh, but, <laughs> but of course, we still got to acknowledge twenty and ten, you know. And you know, yeah, there's, there's Julius Randle for you. Hopefully, you can keep going right. Um, and to round off my bottom five, we got we got Triple J, we got Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, couldn't put them in, couldn't put them in the top five because, of course, health reasons. But when he's on a court, he is that difference maker. Some people call him the Steph Curry of centers. The fact that he shoots so many threes, which is shoot, he shoots, what, five threes a game and shoot around 32%. So if he can get those shooting totals up, come back healthy, rebound better, Jaron Jackson Jr. can easily be a top five power forward in this center in, in, this, um, in the NBA. But because he don't rebound, well, he only get five boys and six boys a game. He can get better. But as soon as he come back healthy, and if he can go, you know, eight rebounds a game and continuously to lead the NBA in blocks, which he did last year, um, the Grizzlies be a much better team. But, you know, so we're gonna start out, like I said, 10. We got Zion, nine, Tobias Harris, eight, Julius Randle, and let me see, six, triple J. So I'm missing one, ain't
0: it? Yeah, you missing one, yeah. Sabonis. Okay, yeah, Sabonis, right.
2: my bad. Sabonis, so uh, 19 points a game, just right outside the top five for me. Uh, 19 points a game, lead power forwards and 12 rebounds a game. Of course, not, a, you know, the Kings won't be making the playoffs again. But you got to give it up to somebody like him. And the Kings really got a nice cornerstone. They got nice building blocks, but eventually, they the, the building still gonna be vacant because <laughs> the Kings can't put nobody else around them. Well, they end up trading somebody that wants to be there. So um, that'll round up my, my top, my bottom five with Sabonis.
1: Uh, before I begin, I, I do want to talk about this position, um, the power four position and the way I think about this and, you know, of course, how I got mine. I think the power four position over the years has become diminished um, in regards to the role of the power four, because now we have more threes playing the four position uh, or even guards stepping up um, to play a four guard, one big type of lineup. Um, and, you know, you kind of point the finger, some people point like towards Kevin Garnett being like the first point forward, so to speak. Uh, but you got to take a, a little step back a little bit further and, and talk to Sir Charles himself, um, who at 6'4", was running the floor, MVP season, a few games short of giving himself a ring. Um, and then since then, power forwards, you know, we watched arguably the greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan, play. Carl uh, Malone was no slouch. Uh, he was what? two in or two or three in points. Um, as uh Chris Weber, right? He, there's been so many great points forward, so to speak. Um that it's feel like this this position has diminished when I'm looking for top 10. But then I realized if you look back at the five last five, six championship runs, does the do the Warriors win without Draymond? Do the Lakers win without AD? It, hell Let's be honest here. Yes, Kawhi was having a hell of a season, but do they win without Pascal? P?
0: Pascal, yes, sir. He went crazy. Yep. So Cabin I don't win
1: without Kevin Love. Kevin Love. And then you remember the season that he was actually hurt, right? Um, we'll put him down. And I believe we have under, we have overlooked the power forward position for a very long time. But I do want to give credit and kudos to that it was one of those positions that also was either like you were either a point forward or a bruiser. You are either that Kevin Garnett or you are a Charles Oakley type of uh, power forward, for real. Um, and I know the game has just changed to be more positionless. So I'll leave it with that um, and get into my top 10. Uh, at number 10 to round out, my 10 also has Sabonis, man. I think um, I've always been a fan of Sabonis, always. Uh, he he gives his all on the team. Um he's going into a position where, um, unfortunately, you know, there's just a recovery, I don't know, decade. Uh, for the Kings, um, and they're just two decades
0: since Chris Webber
1: wow, it's yeah Chris Webber. come on, um, and so you know, you you go to Sacramento to get money and, and just live out your career at this point, De'Aaron Fox is out there too um, but Sabonis to again, a player that you can actually run the offense through, um, but shout out to the Kings, shout out to the Pacers for those years that they did have him and how he did uh, number nine, I got Julius Randle Um, I think Julius Randle will make a run this year at exceeding nine uh, because I believe how Jalen Brunson controls the ball and cuts. He's going to be looking for Julius Randle to come in. That pick and pop can be a little bit dangerous in New York. Again, I'm not saying they're about to make the playoffs. That's not what I said at all. I just said, I look for better out of Jalen. I mean, uh, Julius Randle with Jalen Brunson having an actual point guard um, that is looking to distribute um, for him Um, at eight. I have Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, he will not be any higher than eight, and he's lucky he's there at eight. I'm just happy he's
2: um, in your top ten, brother. Like, round of applause. Yeah, like, uh, round of
1: applause on this one, Savage. Yeah, see, he whatever that category was, he led the league in steals and blocks combined. So I'll, I'll give him that. Um, again, you're not sure how many games he'll give you throughout the season, right? Uh, but you're still talking about a player that's coming off a season where he was first team on NBA, so I will not denounce that. Um, and I look forward to a better, progressed role for him. Rebounding one, uh, finding his scoring touch inside the rim or inside the paint will be lovely for me as well. I think he he knows when he can and when he can't shoot. Um, and more than times, I don't want him to shoot the three, but it, the, his ability to actually step out and make it at times is, is crucial. So I'll give him number eight. Um, number seven. I don't go too far uh, from Memphis now. I'll go down to New Orleans. Uh, for Zion Um I think injuries are what put him here for me but without injuries that man was collecting some stuff down there and he was scoring Um almost at will I would say Um and gives you more of that I opened up talking about Charles Barkley Charles Barkley was a more compact player similar to how Zion is more compact Zion ain't no six ten, six eleven power four he's about six 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 seven. he's giving you all chest uh, when he's doing it um, and I think for the Pelicans to make a run, like I believe they can make a run, at least into the playoffs, and maybe scare some teams again. Um, they're gonna need Zion to be a top 10 player at his position. And again, mind you, after about three or four, ladies and gentlemen, this is gonna go great. Um and at six, one, two, three, four, five, at six, um, I have to Harris. His numbers are not going to scream at you, but look at what happens when you take Joel and be out the lineup you're going through and focusing through with Tobias Harris Well, James Harden wasn't there Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris stepped up multiple times for the 76ers and I don't see that going anywhere and the crazy part is Tobias Harris does well in ugh, I hate to say this but in Glenn Rivers scheme of offense he's not that well outside of that scheme and since he still has Doc Rivers as his coach I'm going to give him that sixth position um, he can score at many different angles of the rim um he's not bad on defense uh, as well. So I got him at number six. So six Tobias, seven Zion. Uh, oh, I forgot. Um uh, sorry, Sabonis at 10, Julius Randall at nine, Jaron at eight. I apologize. I have one more. I pulled a two. Um, and that was my guy in Atlanta, John Collins. Um, John Collins is going to now have two people that are looking to give him the ball down though. But on top of that, John Collins to John Collins is not afraid to go up against Joel and B um, and i yeah. mean, not afraid. And there's a lot of players that are afraid of that. Um, and he takes on a challenge every single night when they do play each other. Um, and so, again, let me just make sure I got my 10 co- together and correct tens. a bonus. Nine Julius Randle, eight Jaron Jackson, uh, six, maybe Zion, and five. Well, it doesn't matter. Tobias Harris. Zion, John Collins, Jaron, Julius Randle, Sabonis. That's my. We'll four, figure five, it out. Six
0: seven. LA, we, we'll, don't figure, worry out. About <laughs> we'll <laughs> figure it out. The top is all that matters. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't have Tobias Harris nowhere near my list either. I don't. I don't rock Tobias Harris. Um, but
1: number ten. Your list know, is about to be real interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, about damn. To be real
2: damn. At so I'm kind of respect to seventeen to eight.
0: N- nah, I, nah. <laughs> so right. number 10 i got julius Randle here um as i'll go through the list and i get into like the advanced stats i try to look at like the per 36 because to me the per 36 is all about opportunity as i was looking at Randle's per 36 i can't even do it because he played 36 minutes a game he already played 36 and that's just that's thibodeau who keep running his players into the ground uh but i, I think that the knicks don't want julius Randle. And I think that he's better served as a bench player that can go get a bucket. He can start if, if you need him to start, but I think he's a championship like backup type of player that, that you want him off your bench. He can't really defend. He don't have a, a right hand. He can't really shoot, but he, he can rebound. He can get, he can give you effort. He can score in the post. Um, I got him at 10. I don't know if he'll be there long-term in New York. Uh, number nine, I got John Collins here. Um uh, <clears throat> Aside from Duncan, I need to see a little bit more from him, but he, he gives you a double-double. Uh, he averaged that, I think, the year before last year. Uh, opportunity is is, is is a bit better now with having Murray and Trey together, so you should be able to score a little bit more on those pick-and-rolls, pick-and-pops. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, get, give me John Collins at nine. and number eight, like Sheedy, I got Jaron Jackson here. He could go into the top five depending on injury, but I couldn't put him higher than eight based on uh the injury uh he gotta shoot better y'all he has to shoot better defense i'm not worried about uh he gotta stop fouling obviously but he can block shots he 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 affects the Grizzlies in such a positive way that when he's not on the court it's a night and day team like it's trash on defense it's bad when he's not playing so that's why we mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago with the grizzlies they might struggle at the beginning initially because jaron jackson's not going to be on the court uh so give me jaron at eight um oh i also mentioned that i think my my fear with Jaren is that he's a number three player disguised as a number two player. So I'm hoping that Bain is that number two that we hope that he that he needs to be. And my hope is that Jaren does come back in and forces it uh, when he comes back from injury. So we'll see about that. Uh, number seven. This is where I got some bonus. He's a Kevin Love remix, in my opinion. Rebounding like <laughs> like nobody's business. Can shoot, can score, can play make. Um, I think at some point he'll be on a championship team, kind of like Kevin Love, where he's a little bit older. He's in his prime and he gets partnered with a a number one caliber player and he gets to be, you know, like I said, Kevin Love type player for that team. As long as
2: he don't just focus
0: on shooting threes. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Because Sabonis, he can pass it just like his dad, man. If if, Those who are watching, if you have not watched our video Sabonis, Go look up Arvidas Sabonis highlights. That man, he played a couple years in the NBA, but he was a beast in Eurobasket. Go go look up Arvidas Sabonis. Uh, number six, this is where I got Spicy P. Uh, his stats improved since the championship season. I I don't. Scotty Barnes is here, so I'm like, do I want Pascal to play or get the ball more when I got Scotty Barnes? I think Sheedy, you 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 say this a lot. Go ahead and trade him while the value is high. I would do that if I'm Toronto. I'm like I love spicy P. I said the same thing about. <laughs> I, I would trade on why it's hot right now and trade them to somebody who who, who wants them, and I would let Scotty Barnes be be my guy. I keep Fred VanVleet and Scotty Barnes, but Spicy P. He's good. Like he's an All Star player. He's he, he can play, but I feel like he, he could stunt Scotty Barnes' growth. We'll see. But I, I like I like uh Spicy P at six. So my top my bottom half is Julius Randle at ten, Collins at nine, Jaron Jackson at eight. Sabonis at seven and Pascal at six.
1: Yeah, and even I said last show, um, the Raptors traded everybody but Van Fleet and Scotty Barnes. So I completely agree about Spicy P my part, uh too. Yeah, and took
0: a problem with John Collins. We can go ahead and talk a little bit right now if, y- if y'all if you want to. <laughs> it's not that I got a problem with it. I don't have
2: a problem with it anyway, because like I told you I think that the Hawks are gonna be great. But when you look at John Collins' numbers, do you expect his numbers to go up? Nah. I nah, think it's I, I, think I think it's impact though. I think it's
0: an impact. He, makes
2: an, he makes an impact for sure. But when you talk about everybody that's on my top ten, is it to a Tobias Harris extent? I mean, maybe that's argument for sure. But Julius Randle, what he does for the Knicks, no. Jaron Jackson, no. Sabonis, no. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I think his numbers will drop because you do. You will have two ball dominant guards having the ball in the hand. Granted, right. they'll look for him, but they're they're more interested in scoring as well. Like I told you, Trey Young, I think his scoring may go up. So yeah, I that's, think that's not
0: I think what we'll see from John Collins is it has to go one of two ways. Either he can merge into traffic with Trey and uh, and DeJounte, or he'll get traded because it's like I got Onyeka Okongu playing center who I can give some more love to and I can just do lives with him and then we can put shooters around Trey. as well. Mm-hmm.
2: They got Clint Capella as
0: well. And, and Capella, right? So it's like I can right. do that and just get high value for John Collins, you know. So right.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'm with you. I I I want John Collins to do well five years, $125 million, whatever he signed right before Jaron did. So I look at him for a, a remarkable season. But also I think he's a, he's the glass cleaner. He's what, if Jaron could rebound like John Collins can, I would, would put Jaron down there in my top five, if not top three. Uh, let me not push the top three, but maybe more in my top five. But I think John Collins has a knack for rebounding. Um, and like I said, when I'm watching him go toe-to-toe with Joel and even other centers that are definitely bigger than him, he's not backing down. And nor is Jaron Jackson Jr., but we'll see what happens as the season progresses. We all said out of that East, there's nine teams. One of them not going to make it. Um, and so I hope we prove – I hope I prove you right, I think, or wrong. It doesn't matter to me. All right, top five. Uh, go
0: ahead, to Cool. Cool. go. go, go.
2: Uh, let's see, top five. So of course, top five, Draymond. Like, I can't, I can't go any further without acknowledging what he does for the Golden State Warriors, who are currently the NBA champions. He's the engine that go. When you talk about playmaker, he's the best playmaker on the team. He averaged uh, seven assists a game, a game, which is number one amongst power forwards. Um, I think those numbers will go up when you got Wiseman. Hopefully, play. Hopefully, can start playing. Uh, I think those assist numbers may go up. So, uh, but still, you still talk about somebody who gets you, you know, a steal a game a block a game, only shooting 30% from three. So if he can go into off just shooting a little bit better, we can see a refined Draymond. I think it'll be top five for a lot of people in the league that really don't know his worth. Because when you talk about, like I said, Draymond defensively, the Warriors are nothing that know your worth. The Warriors are nothing uh, defensively without Draymond. And he is the engine that make it go um as far as getting you know Steph and clay open so top five easily draymond green um number four i got spicy p myself like everything you just said uh he had his career high um uh, with 23 points a game also career high in assists and rebounds eight uh, eight and a half rebounds five assists a game and steals as well so you talk about you know somebody who can put the ball in the hole who i think like right you said it right on the money when they got uh, uh, Scotty Barnes. And they also got our uh, Memphis guy, Precious true as well. So we definitely want to shout him out. I think those are insurance policies. So, in case, you know, uh, Siakam were to leave. And I think at this point, the Raptors won't get better with the team they got now. But I don't think Siakam would get better with the team he has now anyway, because you do have a lot of young players. I think Siakam can go somewhere and average 25 points a game. Like, He's a bucket getter for sure, but he's on that team. And you got Scotty Barnes, you got Van V, you got Precious or two, you got a bunch of young players who they were still top four, top five most of the season last year. So that's why I really couldn't have them outside the playoffs this year because they're going to only get better. Um, but Spicy P right there, number four. Uh, number three, if he can just stay healthy, you already know who I'm talking about, Savage. Hashtag who Garn AD, Anthony Davis. Is that guy um, when he played number three as uh, much powerful with 23 a game uh, actually tied with Jaron Jackson with 2.3 uh, blocks a game, but we know the impact. That that Anthony Davis can make like when he's healthy he's arguably the best player in the game, because he can do everything on both ends, but is he gonna come back and he- is he gonna be healthy will the Lakers be in the play in hunt at least hopefully but Anthony Davis top three for sure. Uh number 2 number 1 y'all know me man we going to just squash all that dog <laughs> y'all know who now know damn well who number, my number 1 is uh we can argue about it if we need to but king durant all right king kevin durant kd is his name king durant but number 2 of course is giannis um the most dominant player in the game right now um you know Shaq said you know I'm playing right now and my name is the greek freak you know Yeah, I can see it. I can see it for sure. But when you talk about a player that people don't feel like playing, a player that's like, oh, shit, I got to play him. We got to play Giannis tonight. Like, he literally went head to head with Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Then that's something I never seen, you know, as many times I would watch Kevin Durant. Like, it was beautiful basketball to watch. But, you know, still, Kevin Durant is that guy. Kevin Durant is that seven-feet shooting guard who can put up 30. He did average 30, you know what I'm saying, last season. Him and Giannis both average 30 um but you know what i'm saying second and second amongst powerful with six and a half assists a game i think he's going to be on a revenge tour so this may be kevin durant's year but i don't think that he'll get the mvp love that he deserves because you know lebron averaged 30 last season and he didn't get the mvp love i think at this point he's suffering from um from what i call a scene it already seen drawn when I've seen Kevin Durant average 30 a season. So that's nothing to me. I've seen LeBron do what he does. That's not Steph Curry. He may win MVP if they get the number one seed. You know, will KD get that love? I would love for him to get MVP love, but KD is still the king to me. So that's number one to me. So let me see, let me go back again. Bottom five, uh, top five, uh, Draymond's Pascal Siakam, Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and King Durant, and make sure you put King Durant into my my login when you do the Twitter thing, Savage. Thank you.
1: We making requests and demands. Okay, please okay. <laughs> you. Um, honestly, it was almost um, it's like a copy and paste from what I have as well. Too. Um, so number five, Draymond Green. I completely agree. Um. Again, stats are not going to overwhelm you in regards to how many points, rebounds, assists he has. But one, you're talking about someone that is a part of the offense at all times is Draymond Green. Um, You can't say that for all the power forwards that we already have named. He becomes one of the first power forwards, the first big period that you know for sure every possession or every other possession is definitely going to touch the ball in some way, shape, or form. And the thing that gets me about Draymond is when they go to the small ball lineup and they put him at five, he, in the last minutes of the fourth quarter, going against, um, who was it, against Joker, stealing the ball from him, making him look like he didn't deserve to be an MVP. Um, And so this guy is still top defensive talent as well, second team all uh, NBA defense, I believe, last season, and proved his worth time in and time out. Um, Again, we don't need him to... Put up 12, 20, nothing like that. He plays his role well. And that's exactly why he is a top five power forward in this league. Um granted, we can talk about who is left in the pool, but again, I, I give definitely Draymond his his roses, so to speak, his flowers at five. For Pascal Siakam, Spicy P. Um, I agree with what's already been said about him. I believe in another role, um, somewhere else, he can be same way. He kind of was with uh, the Raptors, you know, second and third options, so to speak, somewhere else. I think he is stunning the growth of other players that are on this team because that team is comprised of a whole bunch of, like, forwards, so to speak. Um, if you look up, and i look up that, like, power forward list, I'm like, well, damn, how many power forwards does Toronto have? Like, they playing small four, power forward, center, point guard, everybody playing something. Um, but, again, I can see him, you know, at another place as a contender. Um, for him, and then, like I said, like we said already, trading one when the value was high. His value is high right now. Um And he's still someone I can give you around, I would say at least on a championship championship contender, you would give him at least 18. And I would say about 10 to 11 rebounds as well. Again, knowing your role, some of what a Draymond Green would do. Number three, again, and page from what I, I've heard from two, uh, Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis is healthy, when Anthony Davis is locked in, he might not be number three on this list um, when he's ready. But until then, he is number three. Um, I know Kevin Garnett has went off on him this off season. Um, I know that um, Darvin Ham has also talked about the offense running more through Anthony Davis this upcoming season. And so we should see more from him, more of a progression. Just hope that his whole entire body does not give out on him. His talent is so immense. Um, His ability to to ball control and just, you know, handle the offense on his own is incredible. Um, And he's no stops on defense. Um, He can rotate with the best of them and and play defense. So it's not even just who's guarding AD, who's AD guarding as well. Um, Could be also another hashtag uh, when it comes to the playoffs. And, you know, again, I've said this before, I'll say it again, this is not the best team in LA right now. Um, but they can surely put up a good fight in uh, the battle of LA. Um, I would love to see in the playoffs coming soon. Hopefully this upcoming year Two and one like I said copy and paste from you know, what you heard from two. Um, at number two. I got Kevin Durant. Oh, that's not what you had to sorry
2: But um, you don't know the definition of copy paste <laughs> how you teach it. You don't know the definition of the copy and paste I know that's uh, not what you're supposed to do, hey. but that, that's what copy paste is, <laughs> not copy
1: and paste. Yeah, so I didn't want to cheat, right? He, co- so, he, co- he, plagiarism. Copied, he copied
0: your one and pasted it at two. That's what happened.
1: There yeah, we go. See? That's what, no, no <laughs> way, um, that's what you call lazy. No plagiarism this way, player. That's call lazy. So, again, medal with this list, one, two. You can go either way. Um, for me, Kevin Durant, I don't think has peaked offensively, but he's almost peaked offensively in regards to what more can this man not do? Um, he can shoot from right inside the logo. He can take you on the block. He can get you at the corner, free throw line. Offensively, he has not a struggle anywhere. He can go two on one. It doesn't matter. One on two, it doesn't matter. He can still lead the break by himself with two defenders. Talk about defense. He's not the best defender, but he does. he's lengthy. Um, so he's going to play good defense. He's going to rebound as well. Um, but I have Giannis there because I see more of a ceiling for Giannis to achieve as opposed to what Kevin Durant can achieve. Um, and I also believe that Giannis is coming from, to me, one of the most disrespectful years that the NBA has had in recent years. What I mean by that is what talk does the NBA having about Giannis and the Bucks winning the championship the year before that? very. Very mute on that one. The Warriors won the championship. No respect to the Warriors, but we are talking about the Warriors, right? We're talking about other teams, but literally, it's like people forgot about how great of a player Giannis was. And you're right. They gave he him was. a movie on Disney+. Plus. He got a movie. He all right. Oh, here you go. Um, it's just Giannis got that money control. Um, but I will also say playoffs play a point of that, too. Um, head-to-head matchup points. I believe, uh, actually goes to Giannis. Um, KD has more assists. They're kind of even everywhere else around the board. The points is only about by, by a point and a half. I've watched Giannis score 30 points and not one three-pointer shot. I've seen Kevin Durant score 35, making three or four three-pointers. You're talking about dominance. Again, My point from last week. Giannis can be the best power forward in the league and Kevin Durant can still win the MVP. The value of Giannis compared to the value of Durant. I'll say this very quickly. Durant at the beginning of the season, well, not at the but the offseason season, talked twice about wanting to be traded. Yes, and we know. Giannis is not even a blimp on the radar for trading, period. He is part of that upper echelon. I think Kevin Durant can and will be there. But for there to be any type of conversation, whether or not he wanted to be traded or not, should have been shut down immediately. I have never once in my heard and heard recently that Giannis wanted to be traded and did not like the system in which he was playing in in Milwaukee. He is not only just a team player, but a leader on and off the court. So for me, I have Giannis at number one, KD at two, three is AD, four, Pascal, and five, Draymond Green. Funny how a lot of these players might be coming from the Western Conference, too, or Eastern Conference, excuse me. Savage, save this
0: podcast.
2: Makes some sense.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm the tiebreaker, then. All right. Um, Number five, I guess Zion Williamson here. Um, I, I don't have... Well, I do have stats for you. The stat is five years, 231 million. The man got to play basketball this year. He has a weight clause in his contract. I'm sure that other players across the league have weight clauses in their contract, but it's time to play. You got paid. It's time to play. Whether that's in New Orleans or somewhere else, it's time to play Zion. So get off get off your ass. Play some basketball. Stop eating beignets. Go hoop. Uh, number four. This is where I have Draymond Green. Um, unlike Zion, I don't have stats for Draymond because it don't matter with him. He is a he is an impact. On the court when he plays. Uh well, I do have one stat plus 210 in the playoffs. That's third uh behind Steph and behind Wiggins, but still uh plus two ten in the playoffs, that's ridiculous, you know, for, for him who does not score a lot. That means he's doing something else that impacts the game. So I got Draymond at four and three. This is where I have can i
1: a, I'm sorry, can I give you a number ahead. real quickly for Draymond? Go ahead, go ahead, just, go ahead. Just four of these. That's what yeah, I got. Yeah, four, yeah, four of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Just want to give you
0: a number. And and might be counting some more, (laughs) depending on how it goes. And (laughs) counting. It might be counting some more. Uh, Three is where I get AD. Um, This has to be the year he stays healthy, man, because he hasn't been healthy since the bubble. And the bubble felt like forever ago, if I'm being honest. Uh, And if we last saw him in the bubble, the man was unguardable. Like, he was shooting threes at a high clip. Uh, we know that he was a point guard in high school and he grew to 6'10, 6'11. That's why he's able to dribble and work the post like he how he can. And on defense, I have zero questions at all. Zero questions. Jaron Jackson Jr. led the league in blocks last year. AD could do it if he plays 82 games this year. So um, I don't have a lot to speak yeah, on about, I have about
2: AD. They say I have the same amount of blocks.
0: They did. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, AD had three. Not much to talk about with him. He got to play basketball this year. Got to play basketball this year. So I wanted to go ahead and accelerate to this top two. Uh, so let me, be, let me be clear, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we went based off of ESPN's rankings, or not right, but position uh, statuses. Uh, next year, what we'll probably do is create our own pool for the players and say, you know what, you know, K- uh, KD is a small forward, or you know what, Anthony Edwards is a shooting guard, or uh, Evan Mobley is a power forward. you know, whatever. We'll, we'll do that next year, you know? So we learned our lesson this year. So, for right now, for the purposes of this podcast, this episode six of Three the Hardaway podcast, we got Giannis or KD. Who's one? Who's two? Took had KD at one. Sheedy had Giannis at one. At at two, now nah, I'm I'm do one at one. <laughs> I got Giannis. I got Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are not on youtube Tuka's has left the uh the, the No, your the, word <laughs> he's left the 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 zoom call but i got Giannis at one y'all um like Shidi mentioned for some reason the nba like media forgot the Bucks were a, a a quality nba team and i think what happened is that Giannis didn't have his his robinson his batman that's chris milton who was hurt for most of the season Um, Even without Milton in the playoffs, uh, they took Boston to seven games. um, And I I, I feel like if they have a fully constructed team, things could have been different, you know, for for them this past year. But that's a what if. (coughs) What is, is I have Giannis at one. Not this.
1: (laughs) No, he didn't. Now, no. <laughs> now, now, now that now that Kevin Durant might be number one. Yeah, that, that Kevin Durant be number one. That, that I don't it's,
2: a that. I, it's not a difference because he's better now than this Kevin Durant. Are y'all
0: serious? That that Kevin yes, Durant, I am serious. that Kevin Durant made the finals.
1: Yes, this one this just one got swept.
0: <laughs> that one gets swept. This one is about to. Y'all
2: serious right now, man? Unless, y- until Giannis starts shooting. Oh, my God. Because Essentially, what y'all are saying is Giannis is a better player than Kevin Durant.
0: I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're saying yeah. yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Giannis can literally, if he wants to, win DPOY and MVP at the same time.
1: And Kevin Durant can average 35 if he wanted to. So can Giannis. Right, Right. but, but player, player, you're talking about, like we just said he can win the defensive player year and he can be the MVP. When KD made his ascension to be MVP, what was his ranking for defensive player of the year?
2: Man, y'all got be- it. This is somebody that had Kawhi with LeBron too, so.
0: I mean, but y'all,
1: I didn't
2: know. understand. I oh, watched is the <coughs> rant, He was literally seven feet tall and can pull up from anywhere on the court which makes him the, the, the most That's true. talented scorer we've ever seen. I agree with it. Y'all got Giannis who defensively sure. I, I give you that. And Giannis got a way Giannis game can extend so far that it's crazy. But he's not he could be a Kevin Durant if he's starting him threes, but he's not there yet. Kevin yeah. Durant, like I said, he's
0: can can, can Kevin Durant be win? Giannis? Can Kevin Durant be Giannis? Yes. How? How? I'm letting Giannis shoot as much as he can. To
1: talk about I mean, awesome.
0: we. I mean, we saw them put up
2: fifty. It, it really kind of depend on who get the ball first too. But we literally saw them go back and forth in the in the in last year. Like we we saw what happened. We we saw. We did And Milwaukee we did four three. Yeah, because they <laughs> had a better team. If Kyrie was but, stealthy, come on now, come on. Now, okay, I give I give come you on, that Kyrie he and James Harden. Joe Harris right. would he, he couldn't hit nothing. He couldn't hit Water if there was, right was
0: bringing, that, that, that man was breaking like building a like, house. Come on. He literally didn't have help he and was but, taken but on Yarks by
2: himself and was doing good. If he had a, just this much amount of help, they would have won. If his toe was this much smaller, they would have won. So come on And dog, and and,
0: and, and, uh, and that's and that's why I say this year, like what well, this past year, if they would have had Middleton. Things would have been totally different. Giannis... I disagree with that. I still How? How? With that. How? how? Because how? I
2: went. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell them how I had the Celtics going to the finals, even in after they after they swept the Nets. I do. I, 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 said, I, 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 I remember hearing it. I
0: remember hearing it. So, I'm, this I'm, I'm, was
2: well equipped to handle some, a team, a, a, a player like Giannis. They're yeah. well equipped. Them, they got the, the the lengthy players. They got numerous lengthy players. They got a Robert Williams and an Al Hofer who can hold down the paint down mentally. They were able to stop him. So Chris Middleton, yeah, there's he may may have helped, but they they had an answer for Giannis. I had Celtics going to the finals. Therefore, like you I, give Kevin Durant a little help, they Giannis not going to the finals. Not,
0: that's not fair to Giannis, though. That argument's not fair to Giannis, because you can you can say the same thing for Giannis. In my opinion, I I, I think so. Because because literally when I when I had IDK. I said early on, before Milwaukee won that championship, when I watched the Bucks play the Nets in Milwaukee and Giannis blocked Kevin Durant's shot, I said, oh, yeah, Milwaukee winning. That was, like, back in March, I believe. And I was like, oh, yeah, they, they winning because because that's that's what I saw, you know? And so I feel like it's not fair to Giannis to say, oh, because uh, um, KD needs a Kyrie. Giannis need Milton. I feel like we both are, in our, our opinion, right on that. So that's a fair yeah. argument, both ways. Yeah, but
1: yeah. that's when they went against each other. <laughs> so, so I mean, going against one another, if we compare the, the Robins, so to speak, that uh, Giannis has compared to the KD Robins that he has, you much rather take the KD of Robins over the KD over Giannis's Robins, which is J. Rue and Middleton, who would be below, I would say, a James Harden and a Kyrie Irving. Um, we've already done our top tens for those positions, and we all pretty much agree. I will also say that Giannis Per that series, he was not scoring threes at all. He was tired and gassed from going to the rim, being dominant, again, scoring twos, what have you. He's not a three-point shooter. So to me, watching someone score 35, 38 points a game, and it be all within the realm of the paint and not from the three-point line, again, dominant. I'm not disagreeing that KD will go down as the best offensive player that we've ever seen, if not him or Steph Craig. Doesn't matter to me. But again, going into this next season to the Savage's point, Giannis k- still carried the Bucks as far as he could. I didn't see Durant carry the Nets as far as he could. And going into next season, I have Giannis being the number one because I feel like he's still playing with a big chip, a big lay's ruffles right here <laughs> on him. Right. And whereas Durant has a little bit of a prankle, but he knows he's great.
0: You get the party yeah, size, the small size. Yeah, yeah, you know what
1: I mean? A <laughs> little, little bit right there. But I really believe that Giannis will continue to excel, and I don't believe Durant won't excel. I just think there's the amount of growth, to your point, too, that Giannis can do is far greater offensively, and he's already been doing that every season, where Durant is not taking those type of leaps and bounds defensively on the other side of the ball. That's what I'm saying. And I'm also agreeing that the Kevin Durant has been to the Finals he was a i mean with the thunder mvp all that gave it to his mama all of that stuff right and i believe and i've said this before without kevin durant those nets don't exist
0: yeah, they don't exist. Right.
1: they trash you so i'm not disagreeing with his work i just believe the work is more valuable from Giannis. Giannis is an untradable piece if there is a talk a whisper in miami about jimmy being traded pat riley is shutting that down immediately if there is a conversation in in, um, in Golden State about Steph being traded, that shut down immediately, and I didn't see that come from the Brooklyn. But I'm not saying again that Kevin Durant is not one of the top two, three best players in the league. I'm just saying, in his position this upcoming season, Giannis is who I got as the best power forward.
0: The Brooklyn Nets and Busk ain't gonna be lit for this podcast. <laughs> I know that for a fact, because I, I get I get interest on both sides now. Because I already had Ben with the with the Nets, and I do think that Ben gonna play well with the Nets. But now I get the Giannis over KD discussion. This is gonna be a good question for Twitter. I, I, I think, like like who was who a better player, uh, uh, Giannis? We're gonna cause...
2: save the podcast. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> the
0: podcast.
2: So we gonna ask players. that question on Twitter. S-O-S. Like, who was a better player?
0: <laughs> So we're gonna let we, we gonna let the listeners and, and the and the followers on Twitter to to, to to chime in on the discussion as of right now it is two to one to Giannis on this podcast over Kevin Durant. Uh I'm sorry to um, I'm surprised we still fitting that jersey, man. You know uh, I, 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 <laughs> got a no, 35. No, that's a
2: compliment. It's a compliment. It's a
0: compliment. <laughs> that's Come vintage, on, man. man. That's vintage. It'd be worth something in a couple years, man. <laughs> I'm keeping it clean. I'm gonna keep, you know, I'm gonna keep it clean. All right, so that's the top 10. Next week, we're going to do top 10 centers. But before we get out of here, we did want to discuss uh, a, a quick Lakers tidbit about them picking up uh, Dennis Schroeder on their roster, which means that the Russell Westbrook situation is a little bit more complicated, uh, I guess in my opinion. Uh, but um, what are y'all thoughts on Russell Westbrook? I know Took was talking about something with Westbrook is is definitely going to be traded now. So.
2: Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap at this point. Um. I feel like Westbrook finna head out to Utah, and I think Utah is gonna buy him out. He may spend a, a year there. We we don't know, um, but at this point, ain't no way in hell you got Schroeder and Pat Bev. You know what I'm saying? If I'm Westbrook, oh, if I'm the Lakers, I'm looking at Mike Conley will feel a lot better in that kind of system. I'm looking at a, a Bogdan will fit better in that system. A joint, even a Jordan Clarkson. Um, So I'm looking at what Utah got. Hopefully Utah looking ain't too many pieces because like I said, that's money coming off their books, you know, with Russell Westbrook. So I think that'll be the perfect situation for Russ, but I don't, I don't see Russ
1: being a Laker uh, this upcoming season. Yes, um, it's been so much going on. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, since the trade, you know, you've seen kind of Pat and Russell Westbrook kind of gelling, so to speak, gelling. Uh, with, you know, Russell Donovan Natal. Um, I've seen comments underneath posts about Russell Westbrook where Pat Beverly is supporting uh, Russell Westbrook, um, which, you know, I believe is key. I, I don't know whether or not you move him or not yet. Um, if you ask me if he's going to finish the season, that that is a strong question. Um, I just believe because of, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, you know, Darvin Ham is a new coach. How is the system going to work? He's talked numerous times, so to speak, about Russell Westbrook playing more off ball. But again, why go get Dennis Schroeder for, you know, vet minimum of two and a half million, sign kind of like 17 and a half less than what he was actually trying to get um, a few years ago? You, you don't go and get this player uh, without either A, knowing he's going, Dennis Schroeder's going to be coming off the bench and going for more of that six man role like he was going for a couple of years ago. Um, or has he become the replacement for Russell Westbrook? As you stated, too, um, Russell Westbrook is traded and eventually bought out. Um, and so I would say to start the season, it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show in L.A., and I think Westbrook stays. Talk to me midway through the season and see where we're at, because, again, that trade value, you have to trade $47 million worth to, for Russell Westbrook. And so who's got that $47 million ready to go? will be another question. And will those players still be available from Utah or um, Indianapolis or, or anywhere else? Um, but I say for now, stays.
0: Seeing Took in that Thunder jersey made me remember. Didn't Schroeder and Westbrook have beef in OKC? Exactly. That's crazy. Let's bring in two dudes that he done had beef with. He done have beef with Schroeder. Exactly. He didn't have beef with that <laughs>
2: That's why I'm like, Are y'all serious right now? Like, I know we're in the matrix, but damn, what did Russ do to y'all? What did Russ do I'm, to y'all? Y'all look,
0: deserve this, man. Look, uh, hey, I'm I'm low key feeling empathetic towards Russell Westbrook now, but he got a. So there was a video of him changing his form, but it's I'm I'm still like, no, I don't believe that. It's different when you're shooting with pressure on you, not shooting in the open gym, you know, with nobody putting a hand in your face. But uh, I don't. I, I feel like the Lakers as an organization have talked a lot and talked him up in different roles, but I just can't, I can't. No, they cannot, they cannot go through the same thing they went through last year with Westbrook shooting off the side of the backboard, missing wide open layups, turning the ball over. They, they, they can't do it. I don't know if it's Utah, but somebody got to take him and they're going to have to get him out of there. They, they, they absolutely have to. I, I just cannot see it. I can't see it.
2: Wow. Well, i love to see him in a heat Jersey. Miami Heat, oh my goodness, it, like man. So, you trolling me?
0: But, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, serious. I'm serious.
2: I'm serious. Russell Bush, uh, go to the Miami Heat shot. No,
0: wouldn't be mad that too, honestly. I feel like he 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 plays 100 miles an hour, which is probably what Pat Riley wants. I mean, but he's he probably played two out of control as well too. So actually, that being, I think I
2: think he I think Russ has been humble. You know what I'm saying? Like you said. Oh yes, definitely.
0: He has to be humble. If he ain't humble now, I don't that's, think, he, I don't think bring it. You bringing in
2: my worst enemies to to work? <laughs> you may, you talk about a hustle working at the same
0: position at that? Like the same position? <laughs> no man, that's disrespectful. <laughs> That was disrespectful. Um, uh, one thing
2: I wanted to talk about was uh I guess top remaining power force is like Carmelo Anthony. Oh
0: yeah yeah He's
2: the top, I think in my opinion, the top romantic um free agents as well. Uh, which what y'all think?
1: Yeah, um I think it's one of the better options um that is available. Um we've watched Carmelo go from again this small four roll to more of a power four, grab the rebound, cuss at you while I'm getting the rebound. Uh, be open for the corner threes and stuff, such like that. It's just where does he land, right? Um, obviously, he talks about Boston because the Galinari's heard in um, other places. I, I don't know where he goes. Um, to be honest, he is still never, a valuable piece. I would love I him to it. just. Be, you gotta give him fifteen if he had you. You
0: gotta get fifteen back, man. I, yeah, you gotta get fifteen back.
1: <laughs> definitely. Um, I would love to just you know wherever he goes. I would just want there to be success for him. I think he saw that with LA when they signed, you know, everyone from the grandpa's club with him. Um, but it didn't, you know, fulfill his ring destination, so to speak. And so maybe it's just time for him to be like, hey, listen, I'm just gonna go down as a as a great score and make that revenge tour with Denver or even with the New York, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, New York is is fine. It's a great landing point. They're still gonna sell tickets and he can have a great uh I almost say revenge tour, but just like Hey man, this is Carmel Anthony, still one of the greatest bucket getters we've ever seen in our life, um, play the game of basketball, but um, he's available and can stretch the floor. I mean, you talk about Miami a moment ago, Mm -hmm. we need a four, for sure. Um, So... I'll put that out there pat if you're listening I,
0: I, I think for selfish reasons and we can end it right here i just want one of the grizzlies just because that dude was killing us in the bubble. <laughs> he made every open three Talk about a veteran <laughs> he made every open three and and lord knows the grizzlies need some kind of shooting so i may maybe i, I don't know i doubt it but you know all right gentlemen so next week top 10 centers uh Thank y'all for listening in. We are about to wrap up this series, I guess the positional series, because I, I think I have a look at my schedule. I think we had top 10 coaches coming up as well, too, that we could talk about. I like that. Uh, and I think we also had top 10 young players. And I'll let y'all know what young players, what, what categorizes a young player uh, as well, too. So we out of here. Stay safe. Be blessed. Peace.